Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm an interviewer and a broadcaster. And what you're about to hear is one of the 1,400 interviews I did for publications such as the Irish Times, Sunday Independent, Hot Press Magazine, and for RTE Radio 1. How do I know there are 1,400 interviews exactly? Because I recently digitized all the damn tapes myself. But do remember that many of the interviews were done for the print media and recorded on cassette tapes. So some are, let's say, sonically challenged. But I happen to believe that sonic considerations should give way at times to historical significance. And I'm glad to say that at least some powers that be in RTE Radio 1 agreed with me on this and broadcast between 2015 to 2018 many of my interviews in a series called The Joe Jackson Tapes Revisited. What follows is a programme from that series. However, it has been edited for this podcast. The full tapes can be accessed at joejacksoninterviewer.com. Either way, enjoy. If it wasn't for Johnny Cash, I probably wouldn't have bothered to interview Bono. In fact, when the editor of an Irish magazine asked if I wanted a world exclusive about a new U2 album in early 1993, I joked, why me, Lord? And was taken aback when told Bono, for some inexplicable reason, wants you to do the interview. This was surreal. After all, to that same editor, I'd once joked, deadly seriously, as we Irish are prone to do, geez, your magazine may as well be the U2 newsletter. But also, I hated the way Bono was practically deified by many of my peers in the Irish media. And frankly, I doubted the authenticity of his alleged Christian base. It seemed to me to be, if you took for even a moment a traditional tilt on Christianity, which certainly wasn't my pan-denominational worldview, at odds with their celebration of the erotic on the album Actong Baby, and rumours of hedonistic excess during their most recent tour. On the other hand, I loved Octong Baby. I rated it as the first truly brilliant U2 album. I loved the sense of cultural confidence the band had brought to Ireland and the fact that they made this country a global force for the first time in the history of rock and roll. So I was torn. I also had recently in the Irish Times criticised U2, so I knew this could be their attempt to woo a media dissident, to win me over with an offer of a world exclusive and all that stuff. But... I'd also recently interviewed two of Bono's heroes, Sam Phillips, founder of Sun Records, and Johnny Cash, and I felt this might be part of the reason he wanted to be interviewed by me. Not only that, in my article about Johnny, which we did in advance of his upcoming Irish tour, I mentioned that I'd told him you two were recording an album in Dublin, and I suggested yet again, as I had the first time I interviewed Johnny three years earlier in Glasgow, that he and they should record together. Now it seems that as soon as Bono heard Cash was coming to Dublin, he wrote for him a song. But the first I heard of any of that was in February 1993 when I was backstage at Johnny's gig in Dublin's Olympia Theatre. He said, Joe, you should be happy I recorded a song with you too, though I don't know if it will be on their new album or even what it's called. His manager remembered, I think Bono said it's called The Wanderer. I said, either way, I hope it is on the album, knowing this could help revive Cash's career. It was and it did. But all that was in the future when I was asked if I wanted to interview Bono. And I seemed to hear, crazy as this may seem to some, Johnny Cash say, oh, go for it, Joe. So I did. But I didn't realise until I went back to the tapes for this show that even though Bono did tell me when I arrived at the recording studio in Dublin where you two were working on the album which would subsequently turn out to be Zuropa, that he was in an improvisatory mode. And he said, maybe we should do this like a Miles Davis improvisation. But he didn't, as I have previously claimed, ask me to set aside my prepared questions. 
But I did improvise the two and a half hour interview and we talked about that afterwards. It took place in a hospitality room with a hi-fi system and it began when Bono played for me and sang along with a cassette tape mix of the album's title track. Bono there shouting at me like some perpetually questioning post-apocalyptic evangelical preacher. Whether he was or not, I'd yet to decide. Lines such as, I have no religion and I don't know what's what and I don't know the limit, the limit of what we've got. I liked it. He then played for me most of the tracks from the album and also at one point turned on his Apple PowerBook, clicked open a lyrics file and read for me a poem which he was planning to read on tour set against the backdrop of a still from Laney Reifenstahl's movie, Triumph of the Will. It was a piece written called In Cold Blood, which I haven't, to be honest, rewrited or anything. Right. I read a book once called In Cold Blood, but Murder in the Neighbourhood. Pages of facts did me no good. I read it like a blind man in cold blood. Um, on cable television, I saw a woman weep, lie by satellite from a floodlit st street, boy mistaken for a waste paper bin, a body that a child used to live in. Saw plastic explosives and an alarm clock, the wrong men accused sitting in the dock. Karma is a word I never understood, how God could take a four-year-old in cold blood. I live by a beach, but it feels like New York. I hear about ten murders before I get to work. What's it going to be, Lord, fire or flood, an act of mercy or in cold blood? Right. And it's just in the middle of the, uh, the kitsch, sometimes you have to stick the boot in. You know, and but it, but it's about overload. Right. Most of what we're doing now. You're going to recite that over. Yeah, I, that's. Saying, yeah, uh, right. It's just kind of talked. I'll take right. samples of it, lines that I like. Okay. And like a line here, uh, right there, and because it's about, it's not about the, it's not about the cold blood of, of the act. It's about the cold blood, of, uh, of the way we, respond. Right, to the right, end. right. If you did just that though, to strip down the drum mm. sample, I mean, would that not be equally powerful? I think it might. You know what I mean? With nothing else, so, there's, so all that gets across, because yeah. it's very, they're very powerful <clears throat> verbal images. Yeah, I think I could just read it. Yeah. And I thought, that, and on stage, if I'm reading it, I'll be reading it standing in front of a 12 foot by 12 foot television image of the child playing that drum. Right. In 1936, in, right, in the Olympic right, Stadium in right. Berlin. Yeah, that's almost all you need, though, isn't it? It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more then. What what is on? What else is on the album? I was. Mm, let's see, there's another. I met Johnny Cash the night he did the thing. Which is, is that? Is that uh, on or not? Yes, it is. The Wanderer or something. It's called, um, is it? Yeah, it might be called Johnny Cash on the Moon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Cash thing is the sort of antidote to this Zuropa. Right. Manifesto of uncertainty, the sort of I don't know compass, don't have a map, don't know, right. you know, don't know, don't know, don't okay. know. But I, but I like not, I like it. You know, this right. uncertainty. I think the line is, is something. Um, uncertainty will be a guide. I think that's, that's this is in the cash. No, in the zero. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. This, this is, is the antidote. Okay. Antidote of it. Um, actually, what I'd like to call it would be um, call it the preacher because okay. he has a tradition of songs the same way yeah. that. Yeah. But, uh, but maybe it should be called Johnny Cash on the Moon. You, you tell me. I think it should be The Wanderer. <laughs> you think it should be called I do, yeah. The reason I like it being The Wanderer is because whenever I talked to Sam recently about cock rock dominating, everybody's saying rock and roll is just sex. But because Dion's The Wanderer is so much kind of macho cock rock, you're taking what 
the Wanderer is in rock mythology and turning it into something else, which is what rock also is. That's what I wanted you know to know the Wanderer. I didn't want to, you know, five bags Dion. I think you should use the title, I honestly think, because it does, okay. you know what I mean? No. And it's, it's kind of, it's very true to what John Cash is. He must have felt at home singing that. He did. And so that song was called The Wanderer and its inclusion as the closing track on Zeropa did, as I say, help kickstart Johnny Cash's comeback that then led to his American recordings, which to me are the most rich and resonant of the man's career. Incidentally, within days of this article being published, I bumped into Johnny again in Branson, Missouri. He gave me an autographed copy of the essential Johnny Cash 1955 to 1983 box set of CDs and said, thanks for helping me hook up with you two. Then he added, I read your Bono interview. Great stuff. You certainly got him talking about religion in a way that I never heard him do before in public. But by the way, when I read he'd said he'd taken the band singing while while wandering off the track, I sent him a fact saying, put it back in. And he did. And another thing, Joe, you were right to go with the title, The Wanderer. I then told Johnny Cash I did so not only because it seemed so right for him as a man in a spiritual search, but because it also had, on first hearing, become an anthem of mine. I didn't tell Bono that. So let's get back to the interview and Bono talking about the difference between writing songs for the likes of Cash or B.B. King and writing or improvising them for you too. I'm very, I'm sort of chronically lazy. Okay. And... The only way I do things is by saying I'll do them first and then I ha- and saying right. them in front right. of people so right. I have to do them or else I won't do All them. Right. So I remember with B.B. Uh, King on Love to Town, I just had this verse and chorus and I said I had a song for B.B. And then he, you know, he arrived right. for the song and, 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 and it was written in a half an hour. Now, some people would say it sounds like that. But there's some good stuff in there sure. and sometimes it works well like that. Right. And, right. Um, the Orbison song had that good synopsis. Um, um, being written when he arrived. It was written very. It was written the morning he arrived, yeah. but not completed. And actually, to complete it, it took a bit more. Okay. Um, but that's very linear. That's a very linear song. I mean, like it's, it's a narrative song, and that's not like the other impressionistic action painting. Yeah. That's no. the other side of it. Yeah. Well, I, do, I, 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 I've never. You know, it's, it's. You see, it's the voice you're given. I, I. It's all about the voice. See, you know, Lou Reed or Bob Dylan, you know, they they get consonants to play with. Right. And you know, they uh, my voice is is about vowel sounds, and there aren't a lot of great words in in there. And uh, like they get, you know, I, I mean, I'm always envious of the of the words, you know, that kind of voice gets to play with. Right. Right. And uh, in order to get um, to that place myself, I've de- um, distorted my voice or gone to different lower octaves, like right. the fly or whatever. Right. Right. But if I sing in my um, my own natural voice, especially in the mu- with the music of, of of U2, I have to use very open sounding right. uh, right. uh, uh, language, and and so it's it's a, it's actually. It's 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 much more difficult um, to write a U two song than it is sometimes to write a song for somebody else. Right, and like right. Johnny Cash has got this great voice, and they, it just and it loves certain words, and I, so I just wrote them. Right. And and well, I'd seen somebody describe your singing before this album saying as stentorian bellowing. <laughs> wow! Did you see that review? It was <laughs> no. in Wire, and they just said that this you seem to be doing things with your voices that you really came to maturity as a singer. 
an uptone baby, and the way you were mixing it, whatever yeah, it was being but done. But I never, never, really... never thought about it that much up until right. the, um, oh, up until this album. You know, I just I hadn't. Uh, well, I suppose it started on the Joshua Tree. Started thinking about songwriting. Right. Then the logical. If you start thinking about songwriting, you start thinking about singing. We, I never asked, you know, we never asked in the band, like, what key would do you, right. would suit your voice? Right. And that was it. Right. it was I, you know, we, we, we improvised and I put my voice on it. So I'd end up sometimes singing too high or too low. Right. But um, so if you start thinking about things like that, you get into singing and you discover. And I went um, um, to see an opera singer uh, called Tina Verbica. And she said, you know, you have a three octave range. Okay. And you um, you shouldn't, by rights, be able to sing these notes that you're singing, All right. and and I, I better teach you how to. You know, you need you need to d discover how to um, to keep a hold of those notes, or okay. you or you'll lose them. And uh, after her uh, uh, good work, I, I managed to get through the whole of the last tour without any problems, and right. and I've been right. dogged with those kind of problems over the years. Right, right. But writing for other people is, is, is a great way of escaping yourself. But is that why you created The Flying, though? I mean, it reminds me of McCartney saying about Sgt. Pepper that they had to create four new characters for the Beatles so they, they didn't have to be each other or they didn't have to live up to the image the public had of the Beatles. Yeah. So you create an alter ego. I mean, is that part of what you're doing on the um, album? <laughs> to sing, say whatever you wanted to, pose Yeah, but, the, but they're all, they're all, they're all, they're still bits and pieces you, of yourself. Right. They are your own. They've just got, you know, they've just got a better dress sense. <laughs> These same demons. Core. Same core. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's 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 the same core, and I think it was partly right. um, a reaction to being cartooned, and uh, you know, discovering that you're you are you are being reduced, that you are being uh, slowly reduced, and sort of creating a sort of anti-cartoon right. it, would ha it would take a great cartoon to, to, to balance it out uh, sure. you know to, yeah, to yeah, right. as a sort of but there, but there are many you know it's not just one or two you know there are um, I think I think that's it's an important thing to be able to to be all the people you are to be allowed yeah. to be all the people yeah. you are and that we don't turn people into um any one thing or another, good guys or bad guys, you know, uh, people who have, who are philanthropists or have, you know, heroic um, um, ideas, and then the others, you know, everybody is mixed up right. in, in that way, you know, the, uh, the same person who's capable of um, higher, of, of higher ideas is also capable of very base Right. Um, actions, right. 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 and and we should, you know, I think we're always surprised when we discover that um, people who we thought were, you know, um, above us, were, you know, had their um, had their head in the mud just like everyone else. An artist ha has to, in some ways, expose himself. That's why. Um, I remember when, when Goldman wrote the book about John Lennon, after uh, the book he wrote about Elvis, the difference was that we didn't really care that much about his... Take that back. We didn't... We, we weren't surprised when, right. we, uh, when we read about John Lennon, because he had told us already. Sure, yeah. 
So that's so it's, it's a device. Right. It's a device where you you get to blow out every side of yourself okay. from the from the from the most um, highfalutin um, uh, side of yourself to the most base. That's what rock right, and roll right, can be. Right, you know that right. kind of a, that kind of a playpen. Yeah, from that that full range. Yeah, exactly. Just all 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 the way. Um, flesh and spirit and it's, it's humanness and it's your humanity that is stripped away from you sometimes when you're in uh, when you're when you're in uh, in public right. and in fact somebody said to me a while ago how, how does your ego um, stand being in a band I mean how do you how, do you, how does it survive being um um, a rock and roll star and I thought it was one of the smartest things anyone had ever spotted uh, about rock and roll because people think it's the opposite people think it pumps up your ego but in fact I think it explodes it right and uh, and so like as in fragments it explodes it, it explodes it blows it out right. I think that's why a lot of people who do what I do are so fucked up yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone who needs 50,000 people a night to tell them they're okay <laughs> is, uh, is, yeah, has a bit bissing. And I don't think they all, I don't think, they, I don't think you start out that way. But I think that's a place you can get to very easily. Right. Because you get addicted on it. Because, I mean, that's what Philip said to me about Presley was that he had no self-confidence at all when he first walked into Sam Elvis Presley. Who told you this? Sam, Sam Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. And that then he needed the music, and the and finally ended up hooked to the audience, telling him every night he was, he was it. Yeah, you know. That's it. And uh, but how do you? If, if all that's stripped away from you, where do you stand? Well, I'm um, I'm not complaining about it. Um, I'm um, I'm just uh, I'm just. There's very little written about it. There's very little written about the psychology right, right. of performing. Right. And uh, and I and I'm 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 just conscious. I'm just I'm uh, I'm becoming more conscious of it. Right. And right. and what happened is you know coming down off a tour, you know there is this you know there is a kind of DTs involved, but it's not yeah. it's not it's not alcohol. Right. And uh, there is no name for the substance. And I suppose what this record was about that we're making was rather than try to. You know, it was like, rather than come down to Earth, you know, stay on the moon right, and make right. and make a record there. Right, right. And right. Tap uh, into the energy force. Just tap into it, like, uh, 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 surf on it. That's all right, the image right. I like to use. It's a substitute hit between tours. It's way, I suppose it is. By keeping and, you up there. Yeah, and you talk to actors, they say the same thing, that, you yeah. know, their personal lives are, uh, are, are, are often a mess because they create um, the drama. Right. That right, they've been right. um, uh, legitimately involved in. Right. right, um, right. To fill the vacuum when it's finished. Right. Some of them also disappear in between roles. What do you mean by disappear? Well, the world they live in is so tedious and boring to them. Yes. That they collapse, they fall apart, and that's very hard for a lot yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm not. I'm, I'm just. You know. I know you're not. I don't feel like that, right, and I've right. I've got a lot of I've got um, a lot of people around me who um, I'm always happy um, to come home right. but I'm also conscious there's a part of me that doesn't right. come yeah, home yeah, yeah. and uh, but are you addicted then to that? 
I don't know. Could you? I don't know. I don't know. And uh, like, there's not much to compare it. If you gave it up to go into painting or movie making or writing books, you're not going to get the same kind of feedback that kind of kick, are you? Um, I mean, I'd li- at that epic scale, I'd like to, I'd li- yeah, I'd like to do all those things, but it does seem that uh, you know there is a, a feeling when you are in the sort of in 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 a crossroads of media, you know, where it's where there's a lot of li- you know yeah. lines uh, crossing. That there is a, it's just it is. It's good work if you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It depends on what it does to you, doesn't it? Yeah. You know? Of course, talking about the spirit of rock and roll inevitably brings us back to its dual bass and gospel and rhythm and blues, as Elvis once said. So at this point, I told Bono I'd recently interviewed an Australian Christian group called the Newsboys, who suggested to me that you two had lost touch with the spirit. And they said they felt excluded by you two's last album, Octum Baby, and their recent tour. I then suggested that maybe Christian fans such as that band were expecting Bono to merely present God as an or the answer, whereas more recently he seemed interested in presenting a new set of theological questions. Well, you know, I, I, I deliberately kept the um, kept that record um, to um, for the most erotic love and right. those. Um, so as it's to almost exhaust it as a possibility and and I think that makes it a kind of prayer in a funny way okay the prayer to what and I think that like Love is Blindness as the last song I think um, Edge's guitar solo right is more eloquent a it, it's, it's more of a prayer than anything I could write but if, you're, if, you, if you still have a core Christian belief, is that not the unifying factor that postmodernism kind of didn't have? You know, we're supposed to now live in a world where the concept of God has been atomized, where there's nothing, no unifying centre to it all. So we can only look at things that way. But you still have that faith, don't you? No, you see, it's, in fact, the state of flux that dominates right now is, 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 a, is a very good place to be. The status quo is the enemy of um, God, or the enemy of, of, of a spiritual life, as it is the enemy of a cultural life, as it is the enemy of a, of a, of a, of a political life. Stasis is the, is the enemy. And, you know, I have a sense, um, I, have, I, have, I, have a, I have a faith, but I'm not attempting to clearly define it at this point. I'm just, I'm, I'm wide open. But you previously had defined it within certain terms. Well, you know, you go through different phases in your um, in your attempts to work out what it is you believe. I, I w- there was a period back in the early eighties where, you know, where we we lived much more ascetic lives, and we we got a great grounding in the fundamentals of um, of of what Christianity could be. Right. And it wasn't the kind of Christianity that I loosely, you know, grew up around. It wasn't particularly Catholic or Protestant. It was the essential, you know, what what was going on. It was it was the sort of cutting edge of of Christianity. It was, uh, and I'm I really, I'm really glad of that. Right. And at the time, it was, um, you know, you're very extreme 
in that honeymoon period, you know, you just, you're, you're, and you're always extreme when you're defensive. And so, you know, I suppose we, um, we did kind of build a wall up around us and just kind of get on with it. And, you know, the question of faith, I, I, I remember McGuinness saying to me back then, even, he said, look, he said, you know, I'm not sure I, I share all your, um, I'm not sure I share your faith, but I know one thing, I know it's the most important question. Right. And, and that a, um, an artist or a writer is just, is going to have to address it. And... Um, if you want to to do so, you know, you'll get a lot of stick for it, mm-hmm. um, but go for it. Right. And, and, um, and we did so, and I, um, I think people just look, it's like everything, it's, it's, it's very like the way people, I think, look at sexuality. They look at, um, they look at uh, religion in the same way. That's why I say on the record, I have no religion. And... Mm. Um, they, 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 they wanted to have... Like in an ordered fashion. They, yeah, but they wanted to have kind of... Um, they wanted to be dressed like religion. They wanted to be dressed like... It's like... Um, I find all that paraphernalia very funny. I just It's just not me. But only a person who has a core faith can laugh at those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have well, to I, have I, the I, I, standing but, on. But I have. Right. Right, right. And um, to see the humour, to see the lies, yeah. to see the myths. I don't, but I also see that... Uh, there's a there's a there's, there's a line somewhere. Um, I think it's a, it is the New Testament, which says that the spirit moves, and 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 no one knows where it comes from or where it's going. Mm-hmm. It's like a wind, and I've always felt that, and I've always felt that religion was in many ways the enemy of God, because it it it, it denies the the spontaneity of the spirit. And because the almost anarch, anarch, anarchistic nature of, uh, of, of the spirit. And if you attempt to follow that spirit, you will be taken down some roads you are going to be very, you know, they're, 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 un, they're unexpected places. Right. And uh, you're going to end up in. And, and it's not going to be... Um, like somebody um, writes it down in a, in a catechism or whatever. I mean, I appreciate, you know, ha- all, you know, people can have a handbook if, you know, if they want sure. on how to live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in fact, when pushed, you know, when, when asked for his greatest hits, you know, Christ will look, okay, I'm in a corner, but, you know, uh, love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. And uh, the sort of vicissitudes... Um, never seem to really be important. I think, you know, I think they should come out rather than be put on. Your come out of your... States of expression, your expression, your forms you, of expression. You, they should be... You're just your way. They should, you right, know, you, you can't... Any attempt, you know, to lead a religious life or to dress up for God... Is is a is a big mistake. I mean, I always I've talked about the the Psalms before. To me, as being as being a kind of pre, pre um, uh, I'm sorry not to be able to speak, um, but uh, a pre- predecessor of the blues. Right. 
Because there you had a very honest dialogue with God, shouting at God, David, this character who was, you know, a real fuck-up, you know, wailing at God, where are you when I need you? You know, I'm surrounded, my enemies are all around me. You know, call yourself God? What the fuck? You know, that's, that's, the, that's tone. the tone. Yeah. And um, I think that's where um, I come in. I don't, I don't, you know? But do you wail out where are you at, during the Gulf War when you look over to Bosnia? I mean, surely, can, can, can you be that certain? Well, I'm sure of one thing. <laughs> uh, I think it's Europa that says, and there's nothing certain, that's for certain. But if I was certain of anything, I'm certain that this is not, that you can't pin... Um, our actions, um, the actions of man on God. And I think that, that is our final arrogance, <laughs> you know. And well, like a cop out, like a... you know, it, you know, that we, we, we that we blame God for our own um state. And um, because you know, most people think we got kicked out of the Garden of Eden, I'm not so sure. I think we kind of kicked God out of it. Um, you know, there is enough food. We just won't share it out. Um, the, the, you know, there is enough um, to, to look after. Uh, even, I just don't believe this is, this, this world, it belongs to another force. It does not belong. We always see this as, as, um, as belonging somehow the, uh, that our planet belongs to God. I think it belongs to us. And, uh, we may have stolen it from God. <laughs> and, uh, and you can try and give bits back. And to, uh, to, to the extent that you do, um, maybe, maybe God can intervene. I don't know. Like running back from the cash song right back to the first lyrics you wrote, there is the kind of religious imagery and the religious faith. Yeah. I also love the language right, of, yeah. of the blues, poetic spirit of the blues. And its connection with the Bible, the and blues. yeah, all the language is all the Bible, and and it, and I, and I love, I, I just love the language of it. So anyway, that that original core faith, where did it stem from? I mean, I've seen it suggested that after your mother died, you turned very deeply to solace from religion. Is that too? I think too, that's too. too linear? I think that's too sort of um, fairy taleish. Is it? You know, I, I I don't think it's that simple. Air, like cause and effect. Yeah, I don't think it's that simple. And one thing that I'm, I'm learning is, you know, is, is that, that words, you know, you talked about words earlier, that words can reduce as easily okay. as, as images. And so it's very hard to use words to talk about uh, these things. And that's why, you know, I'm a musician. Okay. I think things like the debt to your mother and the feelings, the network of just, feelings. Just yourself. all of those, all those things, and um, it's almost glib, you know, to to try and 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 explain these things away. Right, right. But has not been a core of the impulse to create. To explain. To not to explain, to express maybe more than explain. I mean, I think you. that's what I was going to say. I think it's to express but not explain. Yeah. And that's where I'm. Uh, you know, more and more, that that's where I'm at. Is don't explain, express. Okay. Well, but what? How come so much of it is rooted in rage? Well, you see, it's lo love and anger are 
are closely related. I mean, you know, somebody said that you know, um, hate is not the opposite to love. You know, it's 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 ap- it's apathy. Yeah. That's why, you know, people don't understand why some of the love songs are so savage, for instance. Yeah. And I, I, I said, but, but that's evidence of the, of the, the, the well of, 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 uh, of emotion more than, you know, um, some pain to love. He's just taking the back door uh, to saying the same thing. But hasn't rage been a central force for you in terms of, like it said, that Edge's guitar can define the sound, but I also heard a lot of your rage and the group's rage defining the music. Yeah, I mean... It's like what, these energies I heard you even tapping into on that new stuff you played mm. to me today. A mm. lot of subterranean kind of anguish, anger, passion, pain. Yeah, you know? I think, you know, you, rock and roll is some kind of revenge. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of yeah. that. And... There is, I mean, I recognize there is some kind of violence in me. And I don't know if that that is a reaction to growing up in and around it. Um, or just being conscious of it. But, I mean, I just, I, like anything, I like, I just, I give it, I, I put um, a, a suit on it and, Send it out to work for me. You get paid for doing it too. You know, I just work it out. You know, it's just. Uh, but it doesn't and I'd seem. And I give it a focus. But it doesn't seem to have dissipated. I mean, if you did, if it, you did grow up and around it when you were sixteen, eighteen, fourteen, whatever it was, you're not that age any longer. Yet this, the the drive seems not to have diminished at all. I don't know. I mean, um, hell, I'm a peace loving guy now. Get out of it. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I I'm I'm. I mean that is a that is a question that I'm I'm actually you know I would be interested in an answer to myself, you know, and so would a lot of people who work for me. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, but the, I mean there are those who would suggest you need to hold on to that fire to create any kind of worthwhile art. I don't know. I'd rather. <laughs> no, well, no, I'd rather. I'd rather. Uh, would you? I don't know. It's like people say, are you exorcising or are you oh, exorcising right. the demons? Yeah. And what do you feel? I hope I'm exorcising. That's what I'm banking on. I mean, demons can be in a limitless kind of uh, amount. The word demon is probably not a good choice, but you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Well, your darkness, tapping into your own darkness. That's, you see, that has to be part of it. It's like Van Morrison said to me, you know, something about, you know, you know more light, less darkness. And I was just said to him, you know, um, in our defense, that um, he used darkness to show up the light. Okay. Yeah. And um, this is too. this is why I have with the uh, my problem with the religious men of the day is that they refuse to just to 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 um, they refuse to to stare. They they're not looking at the world they live in. And they, they, they refuse to describe it in anything other than the blandest um, uh, way. They, they're not attempting to understand it and to, and, and, uh, and, and to get it into it. And, and I think that, you know, it's like everything. It's like um, um, tells us who we are and what we are. You know, it, it, on the Zoo TV tour, we use every. You know, we use pornography. We use. Yeah. We'll draw on anything. What's ever in the air, we will pull it down. U.S. election campaigns was there uh, preachers uh, on on televangelists. Right. Pornography. Whatever is coming into the air, and 
that's our way of describing the world that we live in. I then hit Bono with a left-of-field question that gave him a good belly laugh. I grew up near Bono's current home place, Kalani, and it has a hill upon which, when I was a child, we heard about satanic rites taking place. I'd also heard a wild rumour that Bono, as part of his exploration of darker forces, had explored Satanism. So, no problem, I asked him, Addy. Believe me, I heard that said about you. Uh, uh, that's, that's, Did you hear that? Uh, um, yeah, that's, that's, I've heard some good ones. Uh, uh, <laughs> Come on, tell me. Can I say yes? Because I would really <laughs> <Did> love it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say? Don't look, you know what I mean? Oh, what's, God. what's one like? <laughs> it would be so. Well, can be... you imagine? Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, but what about it? I mean, is there that kind of attraction to the darkness? How far will you go? You're attracted, maybe people say you're attracted to the the things you're afraid of, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Particularly if you were raised as a Catholic Christian in a country that tells you to deny the other side of yourself. Yes, I never got, I never had that shit. I mean, I just... What, take from what you want? I was just, I was just given, um, you know, a few clues and a few directives. And my, um, I wasn't spiritually abused. And, you know, just in the way that you can be mentally uh, abused and physically abused as a child, I think you can be spiritually abused. And a lot of people have, you know, uh, enough, just enough religion to inoculate them against it, I think. Right. And they're, they're, they're left and, and they have no expression for this side of themselves because they could never look to there because it's so, so oppressive. Right. Right. I, I feel, and I, I really feel bad about that right. because I, it's it's something that you know I may not have worked it out, but it is it, it does provide a lot of light for me. Right. And uh, you know it's just it's I, I feel I feel sorry for, you know it's like I, I go to you know if I go to Central America I'm in Nicaragua you know, those people, they've they've a very different kind of Catholicism, and, and you know it's like I became very interested in carnival. And I went to a lot of carnivals. And carnival, what is the celebration of the flesh, carne, oh, that's right. what it's about, before, oh, right, right, before right. Lent. They're celebrating oh, right, it. Right. And they're a sexy people, you know, the Latin American people. And, they're, and they have what the, the blacks have um, in the US, which is this ability to, to bring God with them wherever they go. You know, they don't, it isn't sort of, they don't compartmentalize their life. That's sex, that's way over there. Right. That's religion, that's way over there. This is my political life. This is, you know, it's, it's, it, all the lines are blurred and they live, they, they access these sides of themselves in a much more uh, fluid way right. than, 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 than Anglo-Saxon or um, right. this kind of Northern European Catholicism. So what are you now to say, uh, uh, oh, why do I have to say now? <laughs> this could be the, the missing scene from Spinal uh, couldn't Tap. Couldn't have, couldn't have, James. Could I just not just say, yeah, man, you yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, it's like that song. Who wrote that song? Chris Blackwell is a vampire. You know, that? have you heard that? No, I haven't heard it. Some Jamaican dub record. I'm starting to see things in more mythic ways, though, and I'm starting to think that people do deals with the devil. And, um, well, that's not the root of the blues. That's Robert Johnson. That's Peter Graham. But that's not been a temptation for you, has it? Um, 
I have too much respect for the devil no, to ta- fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if, you, if, you, if you t- you're tentative yeah, talking about that, are you, obviously? Uh, what's that? Tentative talking about that. I know it's very. I know it's very real about um, for a lot of people, and I know that um, I know that it's it's going on, and I think in that in the vacuum that the sort of um, the church has left. There's a, right. there's people are being sucked into an expression uh, uh, expressions of other kinds, right. and um, right. Right. I think it's it's um, it's all very dodgy. I I just. See, I don't. I have a lot of respect for people who who, who don't believe, and in fact, I, I, in particular, people who aggressively don't believe. And um, you know, because I, I think that 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 itself is some kind of act of faith. Right. Right. Believing that there is no God, therefore. Yes, you know, so I, I really do. I've no, I've no. Right. Right. So I probably do... have more in sympathy with a person like that than I would with a kind of oh, I don't know. And uh, and I always believe that the most most interesting music to me uh-huh. is made by people running toward or away from God. Not running away from the devil, the hellhound on their trail kind of thing too. It's, the, it's part of the same. same thing. It's part of the same. When you do five very dark songs in a succession on the stage, do you ever get scared of what you go into? Do you ever mm. have to encounter things that you didn't want to draw up? Yes, I do. And um, you get bullied by the songs sometimes. And... Uh, um, there was a song on the Joshua Tree um, called Exit, yeah, yeah. and you know I just wanted to take a bath after that. Yeah. I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to just, you know, wash it off me, and I broke my shoulder during it. It unearthed very, um, it it brought up a lot of shit in me, and to the point where, um, you know, I I I've actually I've still hurt and and. You know, and and it was a song that somebody used um, um, in a murder. I didn't know that. Like the helter skelter scenario. It, it was just it was it was used some 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 guy brought it up, said the yeah. song made him do it. You know that kind of uh, uh, scenario. Yeah. And. But do you feel responsible for that? No, not at all. I mean, that's just that's you know somebody just finding it. That's right. a, that's a good lawyer there at work. Right. Right. Um, but I'm. But I still feel that you have to, as well as you have to go down those streets. If if that's if that's where you're, if that's where the subject is taking you. As in certainly in the imagination, I'm not sure if I want to uh, get down there, you know, to live. Uh, um, uh, to live. I'll you know I'll take a walk, you know, uh, and um, I'll have a drink with the devil, but not moving in. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But this has become the dominant color of the work, hasn't it? I mean, even from what I'm hearing today. You're still exploring shadows. Yeah. 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 I mean, despite the lightweight title on the last album and that. Sure. We're looking into the heart of darkness. Conrad would be very happy with what we're doing. Here. Well, we there was a section on the Joshua Tree set which we call the Heart of Darkness. Yeah. Which is that that, that there was a section bullet the blue sky into that other song, um, running standstill then exit. Right. Um, but you know this thing about the devil, just for a second. Okay. I don't see the kind of darkness that most people associate with the devil in those supposed dens of iniquity or illegal drinking houses or okay. I, I think you see it more you can see it more in corporate life that's what I meant by having a drink with the devil you know I think that they're probably right. guys in suits it's, it's uh, 
you know, they're, they're people who have given up their soul to succeed in what they do because there's a great power that somebody has that, that makes a person very, very powerful. It makes them a very interesting character too. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, so you sure that... was, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure I saw somebody in the record company who looked just like that. Uh, so what are you saying? The devil is where the spirit I... has been negated, where the spirit is dead. Um, all, all elements of the spirit. I'm just saying don't look for it in all the obvious places. Isn't that, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm just, that's, that's all. I'm, um, I don't think, that, you know, the, the territory necessarily that I would be exploring is, is maybe not as dark as if I was um, uh, on Wall Street. Bono later told me he had intended merely to play for me the new album, have a brief chat, then split back into the studio where the rest of you two were working that day on a final mix of the songs Europa. But our Miles Davis improvisation lasted two and a half hours, as I say, and twice people tried to get Bono back into the studio. At one point, Larry Mullen Jr. interrupted us. As with Bono, I'd never met him before, and as we shook hands, I remember Boy George joking to me, if you see Bono and he still hasn't found what he's looking for, tell him to look behind the drum kit. Later, a female assistant came in and made it clear to Bono that the rest of you two were anxiously awaiting his return. He said this to me. I want to play one more song. Okay. Or have you got, do you want to ask me? Yeah. You're not going to believe this. I didn't do the interview I came around to do. This is the first time in my life I've ever improvised an interview. Oh, yeah? I've never done this before. So what interview were you looking to do? <laughs> no, I had. I mean, I had a set of questions like I usually have, but I just went with the way we were connecting. But I just want to tell you that I've never done it in my life. I tend to structure a, a, an interview like a one-act play. So there'll be critical questions, tensions, jokes, whatever to keep readers hooked. So if you read the interviews that way, I usually yeah. try and get it. It doesn't always work, but that's always been my aim. So your aim is quite structured. Oh, yeah. Your, your, yeah. your background yeah. is. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. And yet you're hip to lyric writing and understanding the blur. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. great. Because a lot of people from your background don't. They completely miss rock and roll. They don't understand. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. More can be heard on my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.